if Mac doesn't play well this weekend, Greg, and they say we got to move forward with somebody else, would that somebody else be Bailey Zappi or would it be Will Greer? My understanding, and and look, it depends on what this week looks like. I mean, um, obviously, if they get a win, Mac continues on, um, and and I think that's, <clears throat> I think the hope is that um, Mac, at the very least, continues to hang on to this uh, job probably until. Uh, you know, the bye week or at least after, you know, Buffalo and, and Miami. I don't think they I don't think Will Greer is quite ready yet as far as getting into the offense and things like that. But they're at a point, Nick, now from my understanding that, you know, they are they are really simplifying things at this point. It's, it's what yeah. they should do. I mean, they can't they can't do anything. So go back and figure out what you can do and do it well and pare things down. That helps Will Greer, that helps Billy Zappi. The Greg Bedard Patriots podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. He's Greg. I'm Nick. We get you ready for Raiders Patriots this Sunday. But first, I tell you that uh, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network and Factor, America's number one ready to eat meal kit and odds are the mobile app you need to know what bets of the day are the smart ones all right greg before we get into the game let's go through some headlines and of course i think as we all get ready for sunday the question that is on the top of all of our minds is whether or not this is it for mac jones yeah nick um you know my conversations with people around the team this week uh this is a big week for mac um you know i it's even more than the production on the field, which look, we, we need to see that um, cutting down the turnovers and things like that and not making the stupid play. But um, his, his hold on this position is tenuous at best. And um, you know, when it comes to being the quarterback of the new England Patriots, or at least a, a Bill Belichick led team, there are certain things that go into uh, being the quarterback here. And that includes being, you know, the leader and the guy that everybody looks to, um, a guy who's mentally tough that, uh, you know, no matter what the situation is, is positive and always fighting. And I do think that there are some questions internally about that kind of stuff with Mac Jones. And from watching him on film, watching, you know, the TV copy, being in person, um, I don't necessarily disagree with with some of that stuff. Um, I think that Mac Mac needs to uh, he he needs to lead better. And he talked about that coming into this year. And you know, it's anybody can lead when things are going really well. It's right. You know, who who are the leaders when when things are going really poorly? And you know, who is who is ready to be resilient? I think a lot of things like his body language and things like that. It hasn't been good the past couple of weeks, and I understand things have not gone well for him in the offense. And I understand that, you know, at this point, you know, between the Dallas game and getting sped up, and and this last game against the Saints, that you know, you it's very easy to feel like I can't do anything right at this point. And and a lot of athletes go through this at some point in their career. And and for Mac, it's it's early in his third year. And we know that circumstances haven't been kind to him the past couple of years, but uh, he has to fight through that. And, you know, he needs to be a leader. He needs to be a captain 
this week. And I think there are a lot of eyes watching him, um, not only on Sunday, but, you know, what he's doing during the course of the week. Now, I will say that my understanding is so far this week, um, things have been better. The practices have been better. You know, but we, Nick, I think we've sort of heard these things before uh, the last couple of weeks and, and they haven't gone to plan. So, uh, yes, a big week for Mac Jones uh, as far as being the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. He just has to get out of his feels, Greg. You know, I think yeah. he's, he's an emotional guy. It's rather obvious he's an emotional guy. He has to do a better job of controlling those emotions under certain circumstances. And last year when things were crumbling around him, he showed his emotion. He let that get the best of him. This year, same thing, last two weeks. I do think, though, to give him some credit, and I don't know if this is going to make a difference on the field Sunday or not, but I did think he took some baby steps at the podium yesterday when he spoke to you guys. Uh, you know, taking the responsibility, taking the accountability, saying he has to communicate better. It was interesting that he said that he hasn't communicated well the last couple of years. It wasn't the last couple of weeks. So th that stood out to me. He also said somebody spoke to him. And I wonder who that was. Was it a teammate? Was it a coach? Who spoke to him and said to him, hey, look, your communication has sucked. And that's supposed to be one of your strong points. So, again, I don't know if it's going to make a difference on the field. But at this point, he's so broken. Baby steps is a good thing. Yeah, if I it's mean, not you know, Nick, uh, you know, I think, you know, you talk about who spoke to him. I if I had a hazard, a guess it would be Hunter Henry. I yeah. think that that's a guy who's frustrated and teetering and he is on team Mac and, and, you know, Mac's spoken glowingly about him, but, you know, I do think Hunter Henry is at the point where like, you know, I'm, I'm tired of this crap and, you know, we need to, we need to move beyond this. And, and, you know, as far as Mac is like, look, and, and this even goes for like, you know, some of the players that I've coached like recently, like, you know, if you, if you go over four and you have three errors, people shouldn't be able to tell. Like, you know, it's it's not about you. It's about the team. There are still things that you can do to help the team win, even when you're playing poorly. And I think that's where Max really come up short, where it's just like, you know, he just he, you're, you're right. He's he's in a very emotional player. Sometimes that works for you. Sometimes it works against you. And he needs he needs to get out of that. I thought we said we saw it from Brady too at times. You know, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I think, and again, I'm not comparing Mac to Brady, but Brady was a very high, strung, emotional guy. He got to the screaming arguments on the sidelines when things weren't going great, and he wasn't a fan of his receivers. We all knew about it. So, you know, he he was, but he had a much, much better way of of handling things and understanding things, and and obviously communicating at times with his teammates. But he was also another guy who kind of didn't always gel with some of the receivers, especially the younger receivers when they would come onto the team. But Mac, you know, you didn't see Brady lose his ish on the field like Mac does. He does a sideline stuff, frustration, postgame stuff. Yeah, but you see these like kind of meltdowns and it's it's obviously not good. So if it's if Mac doesn't play well this weekend, Greg, and they say we got to move forward with somebody else. Would that somebody else be Bailey Zappi or would it be Will Greer? My understanding, and and look, it depends on what this week looks like. I mean, um, obviously, if they get a win, Mac continues on, um, and and I think that's, <clears throat> I think the hope is that um, Mac, at the very least, continues to hang on to this uh, job probably until uh, you know the bye week, or at least after you know Buffalo and and Miami. I don't think they. Th 
I don't think Will Greer is quite ready yet as far as getting into the offense and things like that. But they're at a point, Nick, now from my understanding that, you know, they are they are really simplifying things at this point. It's it's what yeah. they should do. I mean, they can't they can't do anything. So go back and figure out what you can do and do it well and pare things down. That helps Will Greer. That helps Bailey Zappi. And, you know, my understanding is if if this week doesn't go well and the Patriots are, you know, one in five, and depending on what the Broncos do, you know, they'll they'll be tied for, you know, the worst record in the AFC. I mean, they are right now at one and four. Um <clears throat> that, you know, they let's just say that Will Greer has his uh his fans in the building. That, you know, there I think there's a lot of people in this organization who are just like, look, we we've seen Bailey Zappi. We know what he can do. Um, we released him. Nobody else wanted him. Um, he went the practice squad route. He's back on the roster right now. I mean, you know, Zappy's been terrible when he's gotten into the games. And I know there are Zappy people out there like, oh, we'll give him all the reps and it'll be better. Look, he completed 39% of his passes last week in a blowout <laughs> when the Saints are like dialing things back. Like, like, I mean, come on. L- like, let's be real. He's... um. He's not good at this point. He doesn't have a future here as a starting quarterback. You know, Will Greer, you can make the argument that he is the he has the best tools on the team as far as uh, a quarterback. And so uh, if the Patriots are in the process of dialing things back and making things simple, why not go with something different and see what you have there? You don't have anything to lose at this point. If it goes badly on Sunday, you're one in five. You got Buffalo and Miami coming up. I mean, what do you have to lose at that point? Uh, any hope from Malik Cunningham fans, Greg, at all? No, no. Stop with the Malik Cunningham <laughs> stuff. I mean, you know, look, listen to Bill O'Brien's answer this week about Malik Cunningham. And all he talked about was him as a wide receiver and like, oh, yeah, you know, he got some reps at quarterback, you know, getting them ready for Taysom Hill last week like that's that's the extent he is not for now this year and I don't know how many more months Nick you and I need to talk about this but he is not a quarterback he is a wide receiver on this team so you know I know um, you got all excited about his fourth quarter in a preseason game against who was that it was some awful team but anyways uh, it, it it doesn't matter. It's it's not a factor. He's not a factor. It's Zappy and Greer. If anything comes of Malik Cunningham at quarterback, which I still don't think is going to happen, it wouldn't happen until the offseason. All right. Uh, before we get into the injury report, uh, Jeff Howe had an interesting story this week about uh, Robert Kraft, people close to the situation. And to me, Greg, and I, I don't know if more stuff was written or not, but you know, I saw that story, and to me, that was a shot across the bow to Bill Belichick. That that was that was the next step. And, and I know we've talked about it, you and I, that Robert has come out during the owners' meetings at times over the last couple of years, and he's talked about how he wants to win and you need to get to the playoffs and win a playoff game. And all. but this, this was a threat. This was Bill Belichick has stunk at his job, and I, I just I, I thought that this was a little bit of the of the cage rattling that was needed and a clear message to the head coach and GM of this football team. If you don't get this straight, you're gone. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's, what's interesting is that, um, you know, you and I have been talking about this since the end of last season and I told people 
that Kraft was pissed and that if Belichick didn't say the right things, like he could be out. And I just, you know, I got blood to death. Like people didn't <laughs> want to believe me. And I'm like, I'm telling you, it's the truth. Um, and to me, I mean, it's no surprise to me that <laughs> Kraft should be, you know, really pissed off about what's going on. If he was pissed at the end of last year and he was pissed about, you know, everything that was going on behind the scenes, Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, all that stuff. Like it didn't go over well, um, you know, with Robert. And so, you know, this this is just, you know, in line with that. I do th- think it's significant, Nick. And it, look, I don't like to talk about other reporters and, you know, sort of like, you know, their sourcing and stuff like that. I'll just say like, you know, it. if you pay attention to, you know, how people report things and different things, I do th- think it's significant that Jeff Howe, um, that it's Jeff Howe coming out and saying Belichick's job is on the line. To me, it's pretty significant, um, you know, and, and I'll just Why? I'll just leave it at that. Well, I mean, could you I'll give just us say a hint that, as, as well? I'll just say, say that. that like normally, n- normally, you know, and I, I have a great deal of respect for Jeff and, you know, he's a good reporter. And like, I, you know, I'm not I'm not questioning, you know, his report at all. I completely believe it. But, you know, in the in the past, Jeff has been. Um, I would say a little bit more, um, you know, team friendly, uh, Belichick friendly. And, you know, now that it's now that he's, you know, basically coming out strongest and saying that Belichick's on the firing line. I mean, to me, that's pretty significant that that it's that it's it would be akin to, you know, I I guess it wouldn't be quite as similar as as Mike Reese doing it, um, you know, but. Uh, yeah, I just, I think it's significant that it should make people, and, and I, it, I do think people should be um, even, even more, you know, impressed with the pressure that's being put on Bill Belichick at this point in time that, you know, Kraft is going out of his way to say that he would fire Belichick, like no doubt. Like if you think we're just holding on to Bill Belichick, that that's all Kraft's going to do and you would be wrong. That's, that's pretty significant to me. One more quick question about that before we move on with the injury report, some other stuff, talk about the game coming up on Sunday. To me, it, I don't know if this was a tell within the story, Greg, but there wasn't a lot of criticism about Belichick, the coach. There really weren't many things in there about fourth down decisions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like 98% of it was about personnel, about the bad drafting, about the bad, you know, how, how they use, how he spent the money. Um, a, a lot of it was pushback on GM Bill Belichick. Could that be a tell? Could that be, you know, those close to Kraft, he's maybe more angry about GM Bill instead of Coach Bill? And maybe this idea that you and I have talked about, you know, just the the possibility of taking the GM title from Bill and keeping him as coach is there a tell in that story that Kraft might be actually amenable to that? Because it was all about the GM bill and not the coach bill, really. Yeah. I mean, um, I hadn't thought about that, Nick. Um, definitely an interesting observation for you. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm I'm not denying it or anything like that. But it's just, you know, it's interesting. And, and I do agree with you now thinking in hindsight, like a lot of it was about, you know, personnel and, and things like that. Um yeah, you know, I think I think you could. I, I I don't think that's a very big leap to say that, and you know, I do think that's possible. I mean, look, you know, the bottom line is like I still think Bill Belichick is a really good coach, 
I just think I think he's been he's always been sort of a mediocre GM and it's really tailed off in recent years. And especially as we've talked about ad nauseum, the way he deals with the offensive side of the football and building things up and, and his idea of a football team and what wins in this league today, I just think is completely out of touch. And, you know, that will probably be the first step, Nick. If if this continues on, I would think the first step is that the crafts are like, look, Bill, um, we love you as a coach, but um, we're not letting you pick the players anymore. This isn't working. Um, you didn't do what, you know, the Eagles have done, the Dolphins have done, the 49ers have done, you know, all around sort of the, you know, their, their middling quarterbacks. You didn't do any of that stuff. And in fact, you went the other direction. And we just don't believe in that. So this is this is what we're going to do. What do you think about it? And then it sort of goes from there. You know, is Bill on board with that? I don't know. Maybe he is. We'll have to see. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. I love those little suckers, those little bonus bets. It's like free money. If you've yeah. been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in mass. Hope is here. First online real wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued at non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. What if there was an app that used AI and machine learning to suggest smart sports bets? There is, and it's called Odds Are. It is a mobile app you need to know what bets of the day are smart ones. Download the app, sign up for an account, and let the latest data analysis guide you through today's point spreads, money lines, and over-unders. I just did it. It's easy. If you see green, that's a smart bet. If you see yellow, you're on your own. If you see red, don't do it. Odds are it doesn't take your bet. It makes you better at it. With odds are on your mobile phone, you're a tap away from making a smart play. It's smart betting made simple. Find Odds Are app in the App Store or on Google Play. Get a two-free-week trial. It's just 10 bucks a month after that. But hey, listen to that. That's for the usual people, the normal people. Listeners to this podcast, the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast, you actually get a special deal. Get your first 30 days of the app free. Just go to oddsr.com slash Bedard to download the app. That's oddsr.com slash Bedard. 30 days of smarter betting free. We'd call that a winning bet. The casinos and sportsbook want you to bet. Odds are wants you to win. Go get it. All right, Greg, let's uh, jump to the injury report. 16 Patriots on today's injury report. Uh, Three guys did not practice. This should not surprise anybody if you've been paying attention day to day here. Demario Douglas, Juju Smith-Schuster, both in concussion protocol. They were not on the practice field. And, of course, Matthew Judon with that biceps tear. Uh, he was also not on the field, not practicing. Uh, Kyle Duggar, Greg, was a, an addition to the injury report today with a foot problem. 
any any concern about Duggar and, and the fact that there's 16 guys on this damn thing? Yeah, well, I hate late ads. So he practiced fully on Wednesday. So that means that he either got hurt late on Wednesday or in Thursday's practice. That's um that's never good. Um, you know, I I'm more concerned about um considering they have safeties up the wazoo, including guys like Adrian Phillips and Jalen Mills who aren't even playing and Jalen Mills is tweeting about his 10 snaps of playing time um, this week, which is always good. Uh, I'm more worried about the <laughs> offensive line and, and the pieces that they have there. Um, you know, Awenu still has the ankle. Cole Strange still has the knee, uh, you know, and also look, they got Taekwon Thornton back. Uh, he's still limited with a shoulder. I know a lot of people on social media made a big deal out of this. The guy's coming off of IR with a shoulder injury. It's not going to be a hundred percent the first time he's out there. Like, I mean, he he's obviously they they are testing it, gauging it, see see how it goes. But there's no question uh, that they could use his speed out there because they have none of it, and it doesn't look like Demario Douglas and concussion protocol along with Juju Smith Schuster is going to be out there. So, all hands on deck at wide receiver for these guys. Yeah, look, I, I'm a I'm a proponent of playing some of the young guys at this point. Uh, give Kayshawn Booty a shot, see if he learned how to get his feet in bounds after week one. And you got Thornton coming back, see if he can bring anything to the table for you. Again, you, you really don't have much to lose here. You, you just you just don't. And the Kyle Duggar thing, you're right. The last time I think, Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, the last time we saw something like this was Jonathan Jones, and he missed like three yep. weeks. Yep. So not great. Not great, Bob. Uh, let's jump to the Patriots offense versus this Raiders defense coming up on Sunday. Greg, do the Patriots have an opportunity on Sunday to possibly move the football and put some points on the board? They do. I mean, you know, look, the the Raiders, they've actually played pretty good defense this year for them. I mean, the, the problem, uh, much like the Patriots, has been their offense, which we'll, we'll get into. Um, you know, but, you know, I will say the Raiders don't have a lot of size uh, up front. Um, their linebackers, I think, uh, is it Spillane? Well, he was on the injury report. Uh, I mean, I thought he was injured, but I guess he isn't. Um, he's not on the injury report. Uh, the linebackers are okay. They're of the smaller variety. They're not very big on the interior of the defensive line. Obviously, Max Crosby is one of the best defensive players in the league, um, at defensive end, um, you know, but they're they're not overly you know big on the defensive line. Uh, they should be able to run the ball a bit. Nate Hobbs, who you know is one of my favorite cornerbacks to watch, it looks like he hasn't practiced the last two days. It looks like he's not going to be back. Jacorian Bennett, uh, they're pretty good rookie cornerback. Um, he was back. He was limited the past two days with a shoulder injury, um, so they're a little bit short in the secondary as well. Uh, Marcus Peters is out there. He's not that great. They should have some, they, Nick, we've talked about it before. I mean, you know, I think it, an underrated thing has been how good the defenses have been that the Patriots have gone against the first five weeks. I think it's made all the problems on offense look even worse to everybody. And I know everyone's going to think it's an, an excuse, but I'm telling you, this is the truth, but this is a defense where they should have time to make plays. They should be able to run the ball. They should do play action. The, uh, you know, Divine Diablo, one of the Raiders linebackers, really good athlete, but very undisciplined. The type of guy you can get with play action, suck them in and make a play. So 
this to me this is the perfect opponent at the perfect time for the Patriots offense but you know we'll have to see whether they can put one foot in front of the other yeah I mean I I think there's reasons why you know let's just put it this way if you are walking into this season with this offensive line that the Patriots walked into the season with with the injuries and the lack of talent they really have like their schedule to start this season was the worst possible scenario. Mm -hmm. I mean, Philly is one of the top pass rushing teams in the league when it comes to like pressure and all of that. Miami is actually pretty damn good. I think they're top 10 when it comes to pressuring quarterbacks, the jets, Dallas, four of the five teams you've played are like top 10 pass rushing teams. So saints are damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even the saints are, you know, I mean, they can be good when they want to go after it, you know? So it it has been a murderer's row of, of pass rushing defensive fronts that this offensive line has had to face. Now, hopefully when they face a team that is lesser like Vegas, they'll feel a little bit of relief, but you brought up Max Crosby. We talked about this before the Dallas game, Bill Belichick usually limits or erases the most important guy on the defense for the other team or anybody who want to take him out, take him out. Well, Micah Parsons dominated that game. So, yeah, you well, know, let's just say that let's just say that Josh McDaniels and Dante Scarnecchia used to do that, you know, to the J.J. Watts yeah. of the world. Can Bill O'Brien and Adrian Clem? I think I think the jury's very much out. But, you know, to me, Nick, this is this is a game. If I'm Bill Belichick, I'm telling Bill O'Brien, like, look, we are not throwing the ball until we pick up like three first downs running. The yeah. Ball. Like they, they have to, the offensive line has to get their pad level better. They have to fire off the line. They have to be the more physical team. They have the opportunity to be the more physical team against Vegas. And they have to do that. Now I will say like, you know, Josh McDaniels crew, Patrick Graham's the offense uh, defensive coordinator. Like these guys are not, might not have a lot of talent, but they play freaking hard and they fly around the field and they're pretty fast. They create turnovers, you know, but you have the ability if you if you take the mindset of we're going to play bully ball, so to speak, against them, you know, you can do that, you know, and I would run the hell away from Max Crosby. That's for sure. <laughs> One of the things that I would remind people about, because I do think like there's there's definitely the idea of, hey, the Raiders defense isn't nearly as good as some of these other teams they face, which we just talked about. The, the Raiders defense wasn't very good last year. And Mac Jones had one of his worst performances of his NFL career against yep. the Raiders last season. Mm-hmm. So that begs the question, whether or not Josh McDaniels knows something about the quarterback after working with the quarterback and what kind of games will they play against Mac? What does Josh know that could really irritate and get under the skin of Mac? And if you, if you look at this, it's, I mean, it's truly, it's truly unbelievable how things have lined up and it's not to excuse how bad Mac's been, you know, but he's completely broken at this point. He broke against Dallas, one of the best defenses in football until last week when they had to face the the beast 49ers. Uh, Then he's got to play a team that is a top-notch man cover team. And that's just been a recipe for disaster. And now he's got to face his old offensive coordinator when the last time he played him, he was brutal. They had like 130 yards, no touchdowns. He's like, 12 of 30 or something like that. Um, the one good thing I will say in closing about this, this matchup for Mac and for the offense is that the Raiders, they don't play man. Well, you know, they're, they're not a, they're not a strong man coverage team. They're like the no. bottom third of the league or so. So that's a good thing. You're not going to see the the man coverage that they have seen uh, at that high of a level this weekend. 
Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. I love those little suckers, those little bonus bets. It's like free money. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in mass. Hope is here. First online real wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued at non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, let's talk Patriots defense versus Raiders offense. Outside looking in, I'm sure many fans are looking at this Raiders offense and saying Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Josh Jacobs, uh, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Um, you also have Josh McDaniels, the offensive mind. So you have all that, but you look at the numbers, Greg, and a lot of these numbers offensively are terrible for the Raiders. Why, why the slow start for them? So Nick, you know, overall, a lot of it's sort of what's plaguing the Patriots. Um, I, you know, look, the Raiders offensive line hasn't been quite as bad as, as the Patriots, but you know, you know, I'll start there. It hasn't been, you know, great. Um, Colton Miller, the left tackle, is pretty good. Um, they've had a lot of problems on the interior. Uh, Dylan Parnum, uh, I don't like the guards at all. I mean, I think Parnum's okay. Van Roten, um, a former Bill, for some reason he has a better PFF grade than than Parnum, but every time I watch them, Van Roten struggles. They, they are not very physical up front. Uh, they don't take it to, you know, normally with this – McDaniels Raiders sort of offense Josh Jacobs is the running back you think of you know sort of physical football they have the ability to impose their will on teams you do not see that up front with them also similar to the Patriots is a quarterback in a new system Um, now for both Mac Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo these aren't foreign systems to them you know Bill O'Brien Alabama formerly with the Patriots Jimmy Garoppolo, we obviously know, used to be with the Patriots, you know, but, you know, that stuff takes time. Jimmy has been gone from this system for multiple years, and it's it's not like riding a bike. I mean, it's a much more complicated scheme than Kyle Shanahan, and you can see Jimmy when he's dropping back there, like in processing, he's just not comfortable yet. And like I told people about the Patriots offense, it's going to take, when you bring in a new offensive coordinator, and a new system, or at least for the quarterback when you're talking about the Raiders, it's going to take at least until the middle of the season. Um, that would be, you know, early about the middle of the season where they start to feel comfortable, where, you know, the game starts to slow down for them. And right now the game looks a little fast for Jimmy. He doesn't always make the right reads. Uh, he He's working through that. And I think, you know, look, a lot of teams, and I'm sure the Patriots will put a safety over the top of Devontae Adams. This scheme tells you to go away from that receiver. And so he's trying to make some other things work, um, you know, mainly, you know, Jacoby Myers and they have, you know, a few other younger guys. Hunter Renfro hasn't been much of a factor. I just don't 
that guy is not the same guy who caught, I think it was a hundred balls a few years ago. Physically, he has nothing down the field. Like, I, I don't know what it is with him, but you know, the big thing is like, Jimmy's just not comfortable. And um, until that happens, I think the the Raiders are going to struggle a little bit. All right. I mean, I think at the top of the list for us, we talked about this post Saints game earlier in the week, the lack of a pass rush. Matthew Judon, obviously not out there. Josh Uche's yep. had pretty much a quiet season, uh, especially compared to what we were expecting from him after last year. Uh, they tried to blitz a ton, Greg, on Sunday against yep. the Saints last week. Didn't quite work. How can they get it going? Can they get it going? It's a really good question, Nick. Um, you know, especially, you know, as we've talked, like, you know, the best thing, if you want to be the best defense that you can be and, and be a really good defense, then, you know, you're generating pressure with your front four and you're playing and, and you're getting pressure pretty quickly and you're playing man coverage behind that. That's the best way. And you selectively double like that's that's when the Patriots have been at their best. You know, right now, from the way that Steve Belichick has called games the past few weeks, it basically tells you that they don't think that they can get home with four, that they need to send extra people to generate pass rushes. I mean, we've seen more corner and safety blitzes, especially last week against the Saints, that we've ever seen. Now, maybe some of that was the scoreboard being down 21 nothing, and they just, you know, sort of threw caution to the wind. Um, but you know, I don't think they're very happy with their pass rush. And the thing is, is like behind it, they're playing a lot of zone and some of it's not good. And, you know, so, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do with the Raiders and the Raiders also like to move Jimmy a little bit. They'll do boot action and things like that. Things that he was uh, comfortable with, with Kyle Shanahan. Um, so, you know, look, I think, you know, a lot of people are making fun of the offenses in this matchup. But given where the defenses are, um, I wouldn't be surprised if this if this game, you know, if they put up some points a little bit. I mean, I don't know. For these two offenses, uh, you know, 20s, high 20s is a lot for them. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that could happen in this game. It could. Uh, before we get to our uh, final thoughts on this game, Greg and the line, first I want to tell people, check out BSJ, 50 bucks a year, Giardi and Bedard tag teaming on Patriots coverage, film, best sources around to give you the most accurate reporting uh, on the team. So uh, check that out. Also, this episode, as always, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Let's look at this FanDuel line, Greg. Raiders, two-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 41-and-a-half. I will go first. Okay. I will lead off to, to see if you're of like mind with me. Maybe not. Um, look, this, this is an opportunity for the Patriots. How does Mac respond? How does the team respond? Does the team even care? Honestly, I have I, that's, that's the first question I have to ask. Do these guys care? I, I know they say they do, but – are they going to go out there to Vegas and look like a team that just understands what's going on here and, and have already tapped out? So um, there's opportunity. I think there is a weakness with the Raiders defense. I do think the Patriots have that opportunity to move the football, but I've got to pick the Raiders. I mean, you have a, you have a quarterback that's looked broken two weeks in a row. And until I see Mac Jones not look broken, I can't pick this team. I just can't do it. I've done it. You know, the last two weeks looking like an idiot. I mean, I, I, 
I didn't pick them to win against Dallas, but I picked them to cover. I picked them to beat the Saints last weekend. Looked like a clown. Mac Jones looks broken until this team looks like anything like an NFL football team and the quarterback is actually not broken and seeing ghosts and, and all messed up mechanically. I'm going Raiders minus two and a half. They will cover. I'm going to go under again until I see this Patriots offense be capable <laughs> of scoring 10 points. I have to go under. If you ask me to put money on this Raiders cover in the under of 41 and a half. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with you, Nick, you know, a couple things about this matchup that stand out um, lost in the, uh, the aftermath of the, you know, what they call it last year, like the fail lateral or something like that. Uh, some um, corny ass name. <laughs> that was the fact that Vegas jumped out to a 17, three lead in that game at halftime. Yeah. Um, you know, and then Vegas did what they did all of last year, which was let the other team come back and, and take the lead. Um, you know, Josh McDaniels, I think has lost uh, the past two years. So he has three losses this year. And so he's lost, I think, 13 games and like 10 of them are by like one score or less. I mean, so he, he Josh is very good about knowing like what kind of game it's going to be and how to game plan for it. But the execution hasn't been there at the end. So I think this game's going to be close, you know, either way. I am um, certainly worried about Max Crosby and about how he could easily get into Mac Jones's head. And then that's it for Mac Jones. If, if he's seeing things like he did against the Cowboys and the saints, like, you know, forget it. And, you know, if, if I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm telling Max Crosby to like, you know, hit Mac, even if it's late early on in the game, just to get him sped up. But I am worried about Max Crosby against whatever the Patriots put out there at right tackle. He is, he is incredible. He really is. Um, Josh Jacobs on film for the first time this season, last week was the first time Josh Jacobs has looked like Josh Jacobs to me. And I have no inside knowledge on this uh, from his holdout. He got out of shape. He was not ready to play this season. He looked thick to me. He looked slow. He looked indecisive. It started to get a little bit better last week, but again, the interior blocking isn't great for the Raiders. Um, you know, Jacoby Myers, we know, has an axe to grind. He's going to be out there, you know, looking for that. I do think, you know, Devontae Adams will get his. Um, you know, I do think this is probably the game where the Raiders look to get on track and, and look at the Patriots, and especially without Josh Uche and without Gonzalez. They're like – they're looking at the Patriots defense, how we're looking at the Raiders defense. Um, you know, I, I tend to agree with you. I think the Patriots, I haven't made my final decision. I want to, I, I want to catch up a little bit more on Raiders film. I'm way behind from where I was last year. Um, but my feeling as of right now is I think the Raiders win this game. And I think they, I think they cover the point spread. I think it's anywhere between seven and 10 points. Um, I wish they had Nate Hobbs, but uh, I do think it's going to be pretty high scoring, you know, so I'm going to go with the over in this game, but I'm going to say that the Raiders are going to win and cover the point spread. Woof. And obviously Greg met Matthew Judon, not Josh Uche. Oh, uh, sorry. He, he, he is well aware that Josh Uche is still playing and Judon is not. <laughs> uh, I would just, uh, man, woof. <sighs> they lose Sunday. We're looking at one and seven, right? Yep. B Buffalo and Miami back to back. It, 
Oh boy. Let's see what happens on Sunday. He's Greg. I'm Nick. Let's try to feel good about it. Everybody be well and have fun this weekend, uh, especially before the game. Cause it might not be fun on Sunday. We'll talk to you early next week to recap this one.